Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening, everyone. This is the Making Progress Movement back live and in effect. I am Brantley Taylor here with the rest of the group, and we have a special guest today. So outside of protocol, we're going to let him go first and introduce himself. Mr. Marcus, how are you today, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be here. This is my first podcast, so I hope I don't ruin it. Um, just trying to make it from one day to the next like everybody else. Good to hear. Good to hear. Everybody else go around the table. We'll start with our resident expert. How are you? I am very well. I am very well. This is David Jones with um, P3 Financial Group. You can find me at IamWealthyNow.com. But you know, we got to say it one time for the gram. Money, 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 money. That's right. I sell money. money. So if you definitely have an interest in investing and learning more about how you can leverage your money, please check me out. I am wealthynow.com. And this is uh, Timothy Allen. Um, glad to be back. Missed you guys last week. Uh, ready to have a great show. All right. It's your boy CT, one fourth of the mighty ABC crew and HP. Catch us every Friday, 7 p.m. live on Facebook. Gonna have a good time tonight with my other family. And we still out here grinding, trying to get to where we wanna be. So rock with us and let's do what we do. All right, great to have everybody back. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, all right then. <laughs> Again, for everybody, I'm Brantley Taylor, uh, the uh, last member of the crew. I'm so excited to be here today. Last week was my fault, y'all. Had to take the family to Disney. So proud of my kids. My daughter won a national championship in competitive Woo-hoo! dance. Yeah. Yeah. We got oh, we got to do oh, Disney everybody. like never before. Toy Story roller coaster. Go check it out. It's worth it just to see the smile on their faces. But I digress. We got a big show coming up today. Uh, so hopefully everybody out there has started your own business or you're on your way to doing it. Today's subjects. We're going to talk about two major themes, and that's marketing and networking. Sort of similar, a lot of differences, and we're going to go around the uh, table and see what everybody has as far as perspectives on each of those subjects. So, we're going to jump right into it with marketing. The first part that we're going to talk about is placement and visibility and marketing your business. We're going to start with CT. Give us your aspects on placement and visibility when you're marketing your product, service, business, whatever you're doing. I think it's a very important part to own a business as far as placement. Um, you've got to put yourself out there for people to know you. Uh, word of mouth is good, and it still is. It's one of the most old-fashioned things out there because if you have good or bad service, you're going to tell somebody else. But the thing about it is now with social media, it's a lot easier to share that information with people because if you have a bad review, guess who's hitting you on your phone? Google. Apple, somebody said, hey, you were just here. How was this? If you had a bad experience, oh, we get one star, and let me tell you about this restaurant. Mm-hmm. Or if it's good, hey, y'all, this is what I think about it. I gave it five stars. So it's very important for people to see what you think or what you know about them. But as far as promoting your product, if you're not putting it out there for people to see, it's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and you can have one of the best things ever something that everybody in life needs but 
if you don't have people out there who are saying, I need that, I want that, or they're not saying, man, did you see that commercial? Or why did you see that on Facebook? Or did you see that on Instagram? Because that's where advertising is. That's why it's not free. Or it's free for Instagram and Facebook. But it can be free because everybody's paying for that advertisement. So it's that's very important. So Tim, outside of signs or any obvious things, as far as your real estate goes, placement and visibility, is that more personal or is it more of a corporate thing? How do you handle that? Well, as far as real estate, I use uh, word of mouth and uh, my experience with people. Uh, I got this thing that I always, I've always used where uh, the best compliment is always a referral from uh, a satisfied customer. So I got this thing that I do. It's, uh, it's not about this deal. It's always about the next one. So I try to leave people so satisfied that uh, they can't help but say, I had a great experience. And that kind of word of mouth mm -hmm. is what's always propelled me further. Um, uh, these days, attention span is very limited. So you got to earn people's attention. I mean, there's so many distractions left and right that uh, if you do get someone's attention, you better take advantage of that moment. Very true. So... Uh, however you do it, I mean, for me, uh, uh, I've always chose to uh, have someone talk about me as a way for uh, me to be used free marketing. I pay for commercials, but they didn't seem, especially these days, you can go and put a commercial on the radio, but who listens to radio anymore? I'm 100% uh, Pandora, Spotify, right. And I mean, you might get some people, <laughs> but you're not going to get... The masses. <laughs> right. So, Marcus, a little bit about yourself. What particular industry are you in? Give us a little bit about that. So, I've owned uh, a couple of businesses. Right now, I own a website, which is uh, fitnessknocks.com. Um, I am a certified personal trainer, amongst other things. So, um, I use fitnessknocks.com to kind of cut through the marketing <laughs> that surrounds the fitness industry because everybody's trying to sell you something right they got the diet tribes that are always fighting with each other talking about paleo or uh, low carb or keto or you shouldn't mm -hmm. do this you shouldn't eat that blah 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 um same thing with um exercise programs so if you're not doing crossfit you're wasting your time or you, you need to build muscle and cardio is going to kill you or you know all this sort of stuff so I created Fitness Knox to be a source of unfiltered information. Um, I, honestly, I don't train that many people anymore, um, but the, having the access to the NSCA's library and the studies and whatnot, that's what I use for my source material. Um, in one of my previous businesses, going back to what CT said about word of mouth, I, I was a race tire vendor for Continental Tires. So I had about five employees. We would travel from racetrack to racetrack and we'd set up and we would vend continental race tires for motorcycles and we were really new to the market and to be honest our the, the tires probably weren't up to the same they you know they were still relatively new so we were always uh, fighting with dunlop and michelin and pirelli and you know these these established teams so what what we did is because we were all you know 25 30 years younger me and the guys that worked for me than our competition so we just tried to be cooler than they were. We we gave beer away, right? We just had a cooler out there with Yingling stuck in it because we could get a twenty-four pack up before get everybody, right? <laughs> right. Be a young generate foot traffic, right? One one weekend, 
um, we set up a PlayStation with a with a motorcycle racing game on it, MotoGP. We put it on a track. We said whoever turns the fastest lap on this track will give them a hundred dollar gift card. Well, we did that on Friday. By Saturday afternoon, I bet we'd had three hundred people come through there just just to take a crack at that, mm -hmm. right? And it was just a way to generate word of mouth, you know, generate buzz in the paddock to where people would would come and at least come through and say, you know, what do you have? You're giving me beer and I'm, you know, playing video games or whatever. So we'd hang out for a while and we generate a lot of business that way. So to that point, um, as far as placement, those spots that you were in, were they first come first served? Did you pay for a premium spot? So in those, in, in the race paddock, you pay to be a vendor, right? But then they typically cluster all the vendors close together not necessarily side by side but but just close together which depending on the setup i mean i i, I was pulling maybe two 14 foot trailers but there were some like um, uh, dunlop would pull up with 15 people and two semi trucks right so they would have a whole area blocked off all to themselves we did some stuff locally too as far as uh, trying to hit the target market because mm -hmm. you know you're racing motorcycles you're looking for what 20 to 30 year old uh, 20, 30 year old men. So we sponsored a couple of flag football teams um, in the league here in Knoxville, mm -hmm. um, just to just to try to generate a little bit, try to get some attention. That didn't, that didn't, it went okay. I mean, we got a little bit of traffic out of it, but you know, half the money you spend on marketing is wasted, right? You just don't know which half. Right, <laughs> and that and that's a lesson for everyone to not feel as. You know, I'm spending this for no reason. Just as you say, a part of it is going to be possibly wasted or not utilized or not realized, and it could be three, four years down the road. And deductible. Right. Amen to that. You've got to get the out there. Yeah, you've got to get out there. The one thing you know for sure is that if I spend nothing, no one's going to know. Absolutely. Right. right. So you, you, you got to do something. You know, you, once you, you pick your demographic money. and you, you know, try to hit them with something. Right. So, David? Placement, visibility. How do we get this thing out there? Man, put it everywhere. Everywhere. Now, the part of my previous history was I was the marketing director for the financial planning firm that I worked with before. And we were pretty much like, what's available? Where could we be? How can we make sure that people are reaching on various levels? So we had magazines, we had emails, we had newsletters, we had um, spots on commercials for PBS. We would do different client appreciation events. We would do regular seminars. We would do workshops. We were spending money hand over fist. So, I mean, I'm with you. It was so beautiful to have a budget where you could just unlimited, just <laughs> right. woo, make it rain We'll on. try this. We'll try Well, that didn't work. Absolutely. So we'll try but, I mean, then the other part of it was we got to do so many fun things. So we would do a Lady Vols anniversary game every year, and we would have just some little cake and some little box lunches at the um, little meeting room downstairs under the Thompson Bowling Arena. Or we mm -hmm. would go and get a skybox at the Smokies baseball game. But there were so many different ways that we were able to connect with people. And the biggest thing that we found out in our marketing is very much like Marcus said, you got to reach them where they are. The, what their interests are, the things that they want to do. Like CT said, you know, if they're on social media, I actually spent a grip of money just marketing on social media and paying Facebook and Instagram to run ads. But then there's also other things that it's like, you never know where your clients are going to come from. And I'm a huge believer that 
in the ministry, they tell you, the person has to hear the gospel seven times before they accept it. So the same thing is true in a marketing aspect. They got to see my commercial seven times. They got to see my name. They got to see what I'm bringing to the table. And I'm doing that in such a sporadic but definite method where if you're over here, you see me. If you're over there, you mm -hmm. see me. If you're still over here, you see me. I don't want you to forget me because the bottom line of it is when money happens, when somebody loses their job or when somebody gets a new job or somebody gets a raise or they have a baby or somebody passes away, I want to be the first thing that comes to their mind. It was like, oh, wait a minute, I got more money. I hit the lottery. Let me call Dave back. Whatever happens, we definitely want to make sure that marketing is geared to putting you in a position where you are the number one resource for whatever they have to do. So, yeah, go ahead, CT. I've moved too fast. Your name's not CT. I've marketed. And, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. I have, mar I have no right. I have marketed and um, shut a business down and then get calls years mm. later yes. for that business because it doesn't happen exactly when you want it to happen. Uh, sometimes you put the message out there and it takes a while for it to stick. Similar to planting the seed. Absolutely, yep. absolutely, absolutely. I uh, talked to a guy one time and uh, I said, well, how'd you? I always ask when someone calls me, how'd you hear about me? Mm -hmm. Just to get a, a test of what, what, what marketing is working. So uh, the guy was like, hey, uh, you gave me a card two years ago. Mm -hmm. And I kept that card in my wallet ever since. And I was thinking, wow, two years ago, <laughs> what took so long? But I didn't want to tell him that. <laughs> he wanted but, to. Exactly, exactly. We had a situation where he uh, needed my service at the time when he needed it and pulled it out of his wallet. Absolutely. Heard the information, it was good information, but the situation didn't come down to where he needed it until that time. So when you mark it, don't move. Right. Don't change your number. Don't change your email. And that's hard. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. My name ain't CT either. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's hard because a lot of times when it comes down to marketing, you are trying to you're trying to drive business on an immediate standpoint. Yes. And you have to be patient because people do need the time. Yeah. So I'm gonna defer my time over to CT because he has so many wonderful things that I want to hear. Talk right, to one more with thing. Your new haircut. One, 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 no, no, no. He got a new haircut. We gotta talk to him. Hey. Yo, so Shout out to us by Reggie. Ain't nobody don't pass me up for sure. Hey. <laughs> number four, big man. But, uh, hey, man. <laughs> Boogie shoes, man. <laughs> Boogie shoes, man. <laughs> I got the moves. I got the moves, man. But here's a, um, I guess it's a question. As far as a business standpoint, you know you the main thing that you do when you start marketing is you look for a focus group, a target. Mm -hmm. When you're marketing and you're trying to hit that target, if that is not working, how many times as someone who just, if someone's out there just getting into the business, how many times do you go back to the drawing board as far as getting your marketing together <laughs> to where you can say, hey, I'm not reaching these people. Should I try to reach these people or do I need to retune it to reach the same group that I'm listed? How many times do you do that for someone who has that question? I'm going to come back at you with another question. How do you know it's not working? Mm. Mm. That's, a, that's a good question. Right, so, I mean, you might be reaching your demographic, mm -hmm. right? But is it just not being effective? 
right? Because the, right. those are two different failure modes. Is it just not effective, or right. are are they actually not seeing it? Right, virtue, virtue. Yeah, and it comes to a point where the ultimate decision is left up to the consumer. Mm-hmm. You know, Local you dollars. You can have the great, just like I said, the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And if that consumer is not willing to spend the money. You can tell them I'll give it to you for a dollar, but if they don't want to spend that dollar, it's not going to matter anyway. That's a, a trial and error thing you learn from exactly. um, myself personally, network marketing. Okay. And learning to use that, that black Sharpie. So you circle back, just wanted to touch base because you don't want to be that agonizing person. First off, I trust in my product. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the the thing that I'm going to have to beg anybody to do because once they try the product, it's going to be a lifestyle change. That's right, man. The product, baby. And then after that, you know, you got to admit some things are just a no or not right now. Right. 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 In no. your sense. Right. I got the best suggestion for anyone listening. I started a company and I was, well, the first time I started a company, I didn't think I need marketing because I said, I got a great idea. I know it, they'll know it when they hear it, and so I don't need that in my budget. And I sat by myself reading books every day until I got smart and I hired a marketing firm. And I say, even if you can't afford it, go take the free hour and get some information. That's true. Everybody can afford a free hour. Right, well, I'm saying, (laughs) yeah. So I went to one of the best marketing firms in the city, uh, the Tumblers Group, and when I say they gave me information, uh, one of the things I never forget in the conversation, the guy said, uh, "What's your target market?" I was like, Psh, "I don't know." People, right? <laughs> yeah. People who need this. Right. They have a wallet. People with money. This, 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 this is the right. one. He said, uh, "No, no, no, no." Uh, let's let's say, okay. And he was real surgical. He said, "Okay, think of a, of a tree with fruit on it. You got fruit on the top, fruit on the bottom. What's the lowest hanging fruit? What's the fruit you can reach out and get?" Because you don't want to, in marketing, you don't want to go to the top of the tree every time to get that fruit. That's too hard to get. Walk to the tree, get the lowest hanging fruit. Who is that? And I was able to understand, like, okay, well, it's uh, this demographic. And so they wrote a whole campaign based on that information. And they had, uh, it was actually like a campaign, like a war. Uh, they had a forward approach. They had a, a flank approach. And they also had an immediate uh, marketing something that has something with time, like uh, make this move now right now and you'll get this discount. That's how you kind of control uh, the movement for people that have a sense of urgency. Sure. Yeah. And I agree with that. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I was doing from my marketing standpoint, when I first started my business, I'd actually had a business before that. And I was able to go in and start capturing people who had disposable income. Okay. I started recognizing who were the people who were buyers, who had a little bit of extra money in their pocket that I would be able to leverage, like you're talking about kind of the low-hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. But then there was also the dynamic of when I'm looking at people who absolutely need my services or would be able to gear to, then it was kind of what I call a top 100. I go back and look at 100 of the people that I know, the people who I want to be able to work with, the people who know me, like me, and trust me, and be able to go back to them and say, hey, I'm bringing this to the table. Do you see a space where I would be able to fill a void for you? And because we already had a relationship, as we were talking about a little earlier, then they were like, yeah, I'll be more than happy to give you some business or help you to get off your ground. But it allowed me to be able to create a foundation so 
beyond that low-hanging fruit, be able to move up to an upper echelon. So it's definitely one of those things where it's very, I mean, I mean, it's very strategic, as you said before, being able to see who's your beginning, who's your middle, who's your end. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, more than anything, you have to be able to be flexible because a lot of times we go in with the market and say, I'm only going to work with this particular person. But the people who actually would be more receptive to you may not be of your same frame of mind. So it's almost kind of like a hit or miss. I got to be able to reach here. I got to and go back to the referrals. Who are going to talk to? Who are the people who's going to talk to you? Especially when you're coming into business from a new standpoint, you start figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And that's one of the things about business where it's like, oh, you know, I thought I was going to be able to work with this clientele, but this clientele actually does work a whole lot more efficiently. I can get things running through a lot quicker. That doesn't mean I can't work with the other clientele, but you see a true money-making avenue there. So you want to go ahead and, like you said, trial by error, trial and error, be able to see, yeah, these are the things that would help me to be able to at least get my platform out there because... The bottom line is we got to make money. Right, right. You got to get a return on your investment. If you're not making any money off of your marketing, you've got to go back in and revamp and figure out things that you can do. And then as you are able to have a level of foundation, I suppose, of stability, then you can be able to move that and propel it to a different level. Not that you've disbanded your original level, but you can be able to work on a multifaceted aspect. Right. Did that make sense? Yeah, and it's difficult, you know, for us at times to admit my current idea is not working Mm -hmm. unless you've done that several times over before from personal experience just switching from seeking more customers rather than business owners right Mm -hmm. because i was gung-ho about oh i want to grow this this is going to help so many people well i ended up having to scrap that idea Mm -hmm. and just going for helping people and that's where growth occurred in my business. And it was scrapping the idea that I need to be around seven millionaires right. so I can become a millionaire. But it was so cool in my respect. So one of the big things that helped propel my business, I had a bunch of friends and family members who were just super happy about the fact that I had a financial planning firm. So they were willing to support me. And I put up a post originally about... My daughter starting a Roth IRA at 16 years old. I remember that post, as a matter of fact. But which time do you remember it? Because I posted it three times before it went viral. That's sneaky. Yes. <laughs> but that was... going to do it. But <laughs> you know, planting I mean, the seed. You just got to keep planting the seed. But the first time I posted it, nobody paid attention. And then the second time I posted it, then it started getting some legs. But the third time I posted it, it ended up going completely viral. And that post is still sitting on BuzzFeed to this day. So I am just like so excited that my my daughter is on BuzzFeed and they haven't taken it down. You know, they'll archive it eventually. But I started getting calls from California. I got calls from New York. I got calls from Hawaii. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't know what to do. Yes. I didn't know how to manage those particular clients because I hadn't thought that far through. Right. And that was a very, that was a very, um, it was a big turning point for me because had I planned the marketing and knew that I was going to be able to get so much response from so many different people, then I could have absolutely taken my business in a different realm. I could have been licensed in a whole lot more states three years ago than what I just did last year and being 20 states and being able to leverage people. I didn't realize that. 
So you never know when it comes to your marketing. You put it out there, you repeat it, and somebody grabs a hold of it, and boom, it right. takes, takes off, off like wildfire. And right. you got to be prepared. You got to be ready. And it was a blessing. It was an absolute blessing that it came when it did. But I definitely learned a very valuable lesson, and I had to prepare myself for that. But I think that goes along with the part of it. I mean, we never know what we're going to get. And when we do, then we figure out how to adjust, move, and process. And, of course, you want to have the right team around you that's going to give you the right information. When it works, it works. It does. One thing that you were saying that um, caught my attention was when we were in fourth grade, we did the uh, science project. And uh, for me, in my marketing, it's always been like the scientific method. Um, you got a hypotenuse, and you try something out. And if it doesn't work, then you make adjustments to that original theory. So it's almost like a science project when it comes to business and marketing. Right. And when you find something that works, stick to it and be able to repeat it. You know, any successful business thrives on duplication. Now, see, that's one... One was, well, one lesson I'll say that I learned recently because I was trying to drive traffic to my website. And going back to what Timothy said a second ago about, oh, they'll know it. I'm like, oh, this is good, clean information, right? It's, it's not biased. I'm not pushing any products by this, by that. People will know it when they see it. Well, you know, they really did. Because nobody knows the website's there. So I, I wrote an article I did an interview with a local guy, and I wrote an article I posted on my website. And then I tagged it on his page and on a couple other pages on Facebook. And it got thousands and thousands of views, more than I ever expected it to. And I was not prepared for that. If I had been prepared for that, then I wouldn't have did it on my personal page. I'd have had a page for my business, okay. mm -hmm. right? And that way I would have been building a following right. and not a one-time flash in the pan, yeah. right. Right? right? So I've got two other interviews like that queued up now, but I'm not posting them until I finish something for the business right. because you've got to be able to build a following, right? You never know who's going to see it. Mm -hmm. and so you turned it into a lesson. It wasn't, right. I didn't lose yeah. per se because... Sure, some traffic was generated, right? Absolutely. Yeah, some traffic was. And that article got more hits than anything else I've posted up, right? And I, I missed an opportunity, right? I don't, I don't know if I call it an L. I guess you call it an L. But it, more than anything, it was just a missed opportunity because even the lingering effects from that, it kept traffic propped up for a while. And just as an encouragement, you know, to everybody, you know, it's a lesson, you know. Right. That's the L we'll call yourself. it, a lesson, right? Forgive he yourself. talked a lot about that, you know, a lot of times <laughs> don't we'll, hold on to it. we mark right. things out and, you know, we don't accomplish the to-do list. Right. We go into shutdown mode. Right. Like you said, forgive yourself. Right. Take advantage of the opportunity next time, but you're aware of it now. You will mm -hmm. realize it and now you're ready. Like you said, David, be prepared. I uh, wanted to give an homage to my mentor in... Network marketing, keep you whitehead. I chose to invest in myself. I took social media coaching. I took different trainings, different team building things, and learned a lot of do's and don'ts. Periodically dripping on people. You've given them the information. They're going to make a decision. Just kind of, that's a circle back. And the technique was called dripping. Now, 
I wanted to ask the question all the way around because, Tim, you brought out a, an interesting point of attention span. And to tie it in with your response of people having to hear it seven oh, what times. You say? See, we, <laughs> that's what we deal with every week, every single week. You know, My remember, remember distractions, everybody, remember distractions. <laughs> but tying those two together, do you think that increases that number? Is that a given or do you think it varies by your target market? Do you think you have to reach people more than seven times, about seven times, or? I'm gonna say it increases that number because I've seen the same ad seven times on social media and all I did was hide it, right? I did, I'm not gonna take any action on mm -hmm. it. On the fifth, sixth, seventh time that I wasn't gonna take on the first, right? If if I was in a different mood somewhere down the line, maybe you get to 10 or 15 times, I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe we'll click on it and, you know, and see what comes of it. I'm gonna say it increases it for sure. I think it depends on your product and your market. Some markets are more uh, aggressive, like uh, if you have a market who's gonna truly win on your opportunity, they're not gonna wait, they're gonna move on that. But if you have a market who's more of a laid back, more of a younger audience, who was like, ah, I get it anywhere, I get it anytime. So I think it depends on your, 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 your product and your market. But I was gonna go back to a point that I was wanting to make that people need to hear. There's two things that kills businesses, and one is not enough business. The Man. second is right. too much. Mm -hmm. When you're not ready for that great marketing plan that you develop and you put it out there and you get overwhelmed, that can kill a business just like not enough business, mm. not being able to support the influx. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I've witnessed that firsthand. I mean, even in respect of being able to establish a business and have a great idea and not being able to service, like I said, the people yeah. in Hawaii. Right. I don't want to get a license in Alaska. It's right. expensive. Right. right. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of those things that you just you just don't even get prepared for. But that's where you need to have your staff, your team, and being able to have people to undergird you to to realize your dreams. And as much as we want it, we don't want to have to sacrifice in order to make it happen. That's where you have to be able to really unleash your mind to so much opportunity that's out there and be willing to take advantage of it. So be able to say yes, to be able to say a quick yes and figure out how to make it happen instead of that no. And I think that was one of the big problems that I had is because when people were calling me, I was like, no, I'm not licensed in your state. What, versus me saying, wait a minute, it only cost me $50 to get licensed in your state, but I didn't have that level of mentality. Right. So you're right. That can absolutely hurt your business just because you're not willing to take that step forward. And, and also, you've got to consider, in my situation, as a small business and being, I didn't have a staff for five, ten people like Marcus did. It's me. So what do I do? How do I handle that? You know, yeah, you've only got so much capacity, right? right. Absolutely, right. absolutely. Yeah. So you know, you do have to take those things into consideration. So my advice to anybody in that situation is, don't go with the quick no. Just kind of give the 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 slow yes and figure out how to make it work. I mean, give yourself, buy yourself some time 
because you can always reach back to your mentors. You can reach out to the people who are in this industry and they can give you some guidance and some leadership. If you are able to leverage something on such a tremendous scale, then it's really just like, boom, really ready to take advantage of the market. That was a huge mistake that I made in this business. And I really, really wish I had a time machine that I could go back because I would definitely do it a whole lot different. But I'm grateful and thankful because in the respect of, I just posted a picture earlier today of um, uh, Reginald Lewis, who was the capital, who was the first black millionaire, billionaire rather. Mm-hmm. And so many people have picked that up and have been able to share that over and over and over again. You never know when you're going to have that second opportunity to go viral and be able to reach people. And you definitely want to position yourself appropriately. And the other thing that you and I were talking about, you know, right now I'm at this place where I want to do this challenge that my girlfriend um, my financial pro sister, Aisha McBarrow-Scott, she said, I want to be able to make sure that I set up investment plans for 100 kids. Okay. And I was like, oh, that is such a great idea. I want to jump on that and be able to see if we can be able to leverage that in my area. And I'm more than willing to do $250,000 worth of $250, not $1,000. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Where you getting this money from? <laughs> hey, hey, money, 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 money. I believe it. I receive you it. I it achieve now. it. Yeah, yeah, it hey, hey, I will be more than happy to give $250,000 worth of scholarships if y'all come through and y'all support my business. Uh, I am wealthynow.com. But. <laughs> Put it out there. <laughs> I, if I don't, who will? Shout out, exactly. Shout out. But I have committed to doing $250 scholarships to four local nonprofits. I've named three. The fourth one is unnamed right now but I want to be able to show people that they can have a level of building wealth and saving from the beginning not have to go into debt before you start going into investing mm-hmm. I think those are things that are really important am I going to share it a couple of times absolutely that's marketing absolutely that's marketing I mean you think about it Coca-Cola don't run one commercial and be done they run commercial after commercial after commercial, even the Super Bowl commercials. You'll see them later on in the matter of a month or a couple of months. Mm-hmm. So it's really imperative to say, yeah, you might have the biggest audience right now, but they don't take action because they're all drunk. Shout out to um, Super Bowl parties. Ow. <laughs> Ow, for real. But as they see it and it starts embedding into their mind and they're able to say, you know what, I do need to call them or look at their website or check this out and move forward with that. And that is allowing us to be able to say, Coca-Cola does multiple commercials. I can do them too and be able to get the same kind of result. I'll give you something that people don't even realize. When you cut your finger, what do you, what do you put on that? A Band-Aid. That's a brand. Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. That's a brand. Not a Band-Aid. But people think a Band-Aid. a Band-Aid to the point where if you cut your hand, give me a Band-Aid, no matter what brand it is. Right. And when you can brand your product in a format where people think of your product. Exactly. Yeah, when people say, Google it. Right. right. It's a verb. Exactly. Right. My, my aunt called all refrigerators, Frigidaires. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. I heard that, that before. Makes sense. Right. And that's a big part of that's what you've won. visibility <clears throat> and placement. Yeah. So I think about hosting that. She was talking about, uh, talking about Coca-Cola. I didn't know this until like two months ago, maybe. But the way we picture Santa Claus with the white beard Mm -hmm. and all that, that is a Coke marketing campaign result from, I think, was it the the late 20s, early 30s? They invented our modern perception of Santa Claus. I'll give you one better than that. I'll give you the best marketing campaign known to man. 
right now and you know about it but you don't even think about it when you meet someone and she's special or he's special well uh, he the beers exactly the diamond don't when you the, know? the beers came with a marketing plan to connect love marriage and diamonds together mm. so now when you get married you have to get a, a dime. Where's your dime? Yeah, and they, uh, they even tell you how much to spend on it. Right, right. 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 right, right, right. I ain't going to tell me. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I'm saying is that people do it because they don't even know where it came from. I'm working on it, Brandy. Subliminal. <laughs> it's all subliminal. It's not subliminal. That was direct. Yeah. That's like if you love your woman, if you if you decide I want to marry you, then where's the ring? Yeah, you got to give her a dime. Where's I call it subliminal because it it's one of those things where they crafted it where it will play your mind. Well, she's gonna ask where it's Absolutely, she will. She and will. It not be a but the thing is, you as a guy, it messes with your psychological too. Well, because you're thinking in your head, I'm gonna get married. I've got to do this. Yeah. It, it, it flips you. Before, it's expected. Be, yeah. Well, right. before then, before then, people just got married. Right. They but didn't have diamonds. The the desired effect they of had the marriage. <laughs> they dropped the broom what they did see here's the thing no, that I would, as far as this goes that's, that's different yeah. as far as the advertising part of it coming from a creative mind what you're advertising it has to be appealing because if it's not appealing it really is not going to reach too many people I agree. the biggest thing and the biggest example that we can talk about they brought it up the Super Bowl you see how much these people are spending just to advertise 30 seconds on the Super Bowl. Why are they spending that money? Because they feel it's that important. 100 million people. Yeah, they feel it's that important to get that out there. So, to what they say as far as you have to spend money to make money, it's the truth. Sometimes. But when it comes when it comes to it, though, when you're spending that money, you have to put it out there in a manner to where you are making it so appealing to people. That they want to go and get that product where they say, man, that makes me want to go get that. Because there's some Super Bowl commercials that you watch, you're just like, eh, that was okay. Then there's some, you're just like, oh. My oh last year, Morgan Freeman and uh, Missy Elliott. Was yeah, the, the yeah, 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 right. yeah. The dude from, uh, was it Game of Thorns or whatever? Yeah. The little, little dude yeah. was going, yeah, yeah. Right. But it made you like, maybe I need to try that, see if it's good. Some of them, I don't know what they're talking about, though. I don't even drink Mountain Dew, and I went and tried. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even drink carbonated drinks. Exactly. Right. But, but that's to, what it does. They did effective marketing for that. So, But you have to understand, even as small business owners, we are in a peculiar position where we don't have to have large advertising budgets or marketing plans to be successful. That's no. true. Because you look at what, what's come Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, you know, like they're saying, Largest taxi companies don't own one cab. Right. You know, every, you just have to leverage the opportunities that you have. Creativity. I mean, are we going yeah. to get creativity? Dollars, I mean, nobody can patent what you have in your brain. Nobody can take that from you, and so it's limitless. It's it's worth whatever you make it, and you have a platform because everybody's allowed to be a contributor. Just to round out this segment before we move on to networking. I wanted to, you know, see if everyone was agreed that we could put the rest to cliche that all public all publicity is good publicity. Mm, I don't I don't think I'm gonna so. say nine out of ten times. Show your work. 
Most often, but not every time. Okay. You get some bad publicity. Uh, sometimes, like, well, it depends on what community that you're in. I'm going to say it depends. All right. And the reason why I say it depends because how many people nowadays everyone is so divided over everything. There's not going to be a hundred percent of the population that agrees it's necessarily bad. Right. Okay. True. Right. Now, I mean, some things are you're going to have an overwhelming majority. Say in the I don't know, if you're 75, 80, 85, 90 percent range people. Uh, I mean, like if you're running around with a Klan hood on or something. Well, black people ain't going to like you, and most white people ain't going to like you either. Like you're crazy. It'll be a small minority. But other things kind of in the middle, like uh, um, I can't even think of a good example. PB and J versus grilled cheese. Uh, or what? Well, um, Ozzy Osbourne, right? He's probably he probably did more with bad publicity than any other than a lot of other celebrities have. I mean, the guy, <laughs> the guy messed on the Al- Alamo, right? Right. But I mean, it spreads and people know about it. I mean, some people are going to think it's funny. Other people are going to call it disrespectful. So, I mean, who's going to agree if it's really bad publicity? I don't know. That's probably not the best example, but it's the only one I can think of. Right. Any others? Uh, Well, I'll say this because I have a bad attitude. So, I mean, as sweet and kind as I come across with you guys, I will talk a whole lot of cash trash on Facebook. Feisty Money. Feistymoney.com. Yes, it takes you to the same IamWealthyNow.com website. But in the respect that I am willing to go out there and say, I got time to argue. Come on, give me what you got. You know, it really does help to be able to to be real, transparent, to be 100% with people and have those genuine conversations where a lot of people kind of have it in their mind frame of, well, you're a business owner. You're not supposed to say and do these particular things. I agree. You're right. But... I'm built differently. Mm -hmm. So I'm willing to have those conversations because I feel like it does help me to be able to extend my brand out a little bit more. If you can control it, and and that's why I will do it for myself, I will control it. I will put it out there versus having somebody else to try and pull me into a whole lot of drama because... That's not my environment. That's not my crowd. And I know who the people that I'm working with. I can be able to get a level of support that's necessary. Right. So, I don't want to say that I'm... Situation. Bow Wow. Just got arrested and I don't <laughs> even know what... Okay. That is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Bow Wow. His name's Sean Okay. And please respect... Little Bow Wow. Put, you just don't know. <laughs> put some respect on his name, okay? I should have used that as my publicity. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Right. But, right. But, I mean, but he I, has no control over that. And, no. and mind you, if he was preparing himself in this where you have your PR managers and people who will come in who can give you good verbiage and wording to come out that when you're doing this on your own as a single, mm-hmm. you know, sole proprietor, business owner, then you got to be able to stand your ground and undergird yourself in a situation and be willing to go to the pay for that. And I think a lot of people will recognize that and see your passion for your industry and they'll say, I can mess with you. That wasn't the word I wanted to use. Because you're real. Because you are who you are and well, I yeah. can, you see the level of authenticity. Uh, authenticity. 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 No, you're not taking my cracking away. Often leave the cracking alone. No. But here's the thing, just riding off of what you said, as far as talk to me, CT. I don't care nothing about what they're saying. They don't matter to me. You, you the only person that matter here. Bow Wow, off of that uh, Bow Wow challenge thing, 
where he got caught stunting like he was on a private plane. I seen that. Yeah, yeah. He got more pub off of that that pushed him to a whole nother level, introduced him to other people that wasn't even looking for him. And at the time, nobody really cared about what was going on with him. But guess what? It brought him back up. Another example, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy? Soldier Boy. What nobody paying no mind to Soldier Boy. Chestnut nobody checkers. was caring about Soldier Boy. But Soldier Boy, <laughs> he got on the Breakfast Club and he did a phenomenal job of marketing himself. Mm-hmm. Why? He knew he didn't have the biggest comeback of 2018. Hey, everybody knew he didn't do nothing for 2018. But for him getting up there acting a fool, acting a donkey, everybody's like, who is this Soldier Boy and why are we talking about it? Everybody's going back, listening to his old music. And then everybody has to go back and they have to give him props. Because when it comes to marketing, doing this internet thing, he is one of the original ones that really popped it off for anybody to see. And then on top of that, Soulja Boy, he had a whole beef with, was it Ice-T? Yeah, Ice-T. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people that like everybody. He was. But I mean, to have your vets to make you. Yeah, but he he did it so well. They authenticate you. They make you. He did it so well and that right now, I know the music that he makes to me is not the best music in the world. And honestly, I feel like the music he makes is pretty trash. But as I'm flipping through YouTube, I only know one song. watching, um, watch that uh, I don't know a few of those songs. I mean, does he but have another one? Yeah, he's got he's got a few songs out there. In the realm of marketing, the publicity was it? Did it turn out good or not? For it turned out great. Yes, it turned out great. So, so does it put it to bed that? All publicity. Ooh, ooh. Cool. I'll tell you another I don't think good so. one. That's a, it's a slippery slope with that, in I, my opinion. I, 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 it's a slippery slope. It's like it, it can go either way for you. What was your boy's name who said he we was the king ones. of R&B? We had bad ones. Jacquees? Jacquees. Yes. I never even heard of this. Me either. But guess but what? You know him now. Everybody knows his but name. Not a good one. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who, who is he. I mean, I don't know. I know the king of pop. Mm-mm. Yeah. The little dude got some skills, but it's one of those things where just because he said that, more people were like, let me go Google him. Paid attention to him. Yeah. Let and me go sorry, Google him. Go everybody Google. takes a shot and they grab what they can. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the purpose of the marketing. So... I'm gonna have to go with all publicity is good publicity. Unless you're on a restaurant and Don Dare get a hold of you. Unless <laughs> somebody's doing a documentary on you. Hell no, that's global. That's Knoxville. Don Dare. Yeah, 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 valid point. Yeah, yeah. Valid point. Yeah, that hey. comes back to bite you. Or Bill unless you're running for uh, public office. Because hey. back oh. in hey, we don't use the R. The dude from Virginia. Back in 2004, I brushed you on the shoulder. Now yeah. look at me while I'm trying to run for public office. Right. I shouldn't have bumped into you. I'm right. sorry. So I apologize to everybody out there that I may have inadvertently high-fived you. <laughs> um, but we're moving right along to that part. Uh, David, we're talking about networking. And you were talking about having a team to mm-hmm. undergird you and lift you up. Um, what are some of the most important qualities you look for in a teammate? Hmm. And a teammate, I want to be able to make sure I have people around me who are not exactly like me. Because more importantly, what I see is I am good in this particular area and I want other people who can really lift me up in areas that I'm not the most strong. So I may have mentioned it before. 
me and Allie, shout out to Allie. She's my mentor. I love you with all my heart. She was my mentor when I started into this business. And we took what was called a Colby test. K-O-L-B-E. Colby, the, right? Yeah, exactly. Colby. Yeah, with an L. <laughs> so with the Colby test, it allowed us to go in and answer like 100 million questions. and But it actually asked you, what was the areas that you were most proficient in? Okay. And I know that my area was quick start. If somebody tells me something, I'm trying to figure out how to do it right now. Period. Point blank. But in the respect of being a fact finder and trying to go back in and do the research or have the follow through, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I would, you know, there were various areas where I could be most effective. I was an implementer. So if you tell me, oh, okay, well, we need to get this done, boom, I want to go ahead and get it done and knock that the way so I can go on and finish scrolling on Facebook and mm-hmm. start, you know, stalking friends or whatever. But Whoa. I want to get that, yes, 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 stalk you later. But <laughs> <laughs> that's my mode of operation. But we needed to have somebody who was a fact finder. We need to have somebody who was a follow through. We need to have some people who would be able to carry up different mantles when it came down to processing business. So that was one of those things that I look for in the business owners or teammates who come with me and work with me. I want to see that you have, like we talked about before, you know, you want to create a whole system and a point to point of how it is that you are able to join into this business. That's great. I will pour all the information into you and you can type it up. You can make it a system. You can. That's perfect. I'll be more than happy to. Yay. I'll be happy to divulge the information, but then I can relinquish it and I know that it's going to be in good hands. So I'm sure that there are a lot of other different systems, but Colby is the one that we use in particular. And it really did help me to say, I want people that is going to, that are going to be able to match my energy in the various realms so we can actually get stuff done what we don't want is to have people who are exactly like you mm-hmm. and then you're like well i said this and you said this and nothing ever gets done right. because nobody has those missing talents that they're able to pick up from that those other areas and talents that actually get the job to the next level i'm gonna build off what she said because a lot of people nowadays, it's easy to surround yourself in an echo chamber, right? Where everyone agrees on everything all the time. And all of a sudden, this is the unified truth, right? And that is a very dangerous place to be, uh, regardless of, of the situation, right? Whatever mode of life you're talking about, right? But especially as a business owner, because if you don't have any opposing opinions or viewpoints, or if you just surround yourself with people who agree with you all the time, then you're going to head down a tunnel and you're, you're never going to see the outside world. You're going to head a specific direction and no one is going to, to tell you you're going the wrong way. I mean, that's, that scenario is repeated at time, repeated itself so many times throughout history. Um, at least two presidents I can think of had built their teams with rivals and one of them removed himself from a decision-making process because the first time he did it was such a disaster. You've got to have people around you to give you counterpoints and, and different viewpoints. Yep, you, cannot, you cannot put yourself in, the, in an echo chamber. Right. I have a uh, cousin, shout out to Mona Word. I love this woman, but she doesn't agree with anything I say. And because she doesn't agree with anything I say, it makes me articulate my true point. So before I come up with an idea, I 
put it at the table and I tell her what I think. She says, I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't think so. So I have to really dig deep to articulate my full song. And when I'm doing the full articulation, I'm able to write down and take notes on what I really mean and what I'm trying to really put out there. I because if no one, uh, no one, um, what's the word for it? Opposes you, mm -hmm. then you'll think that everything is okay. Mm -hmm. And if you have opposition, then you have to cover every base as you're trying to move on to your path. Mm -hmm. So shout out to Mona Word for keeping me humble. The biggest thing I can say is you cannot keep a group of yes men around you. Mm -hmm. uh, it goes off the of echo chamber, like you were talking about, Marcus. But the thing is, you can't have people that are just like, oh man, yeah, that's a great that's idea. A great that's idea. awesome. That's awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, you should do that because those are going to be the people that are going to waste, first and foremost, the two most valuable things you have as far as business, time and money. Mm -hmm. Because they're going to lead you down a path to where you're going off of things that you know that aren't going to make. You're going to have to have that person that's going to say, hey, boss, you're slipping right now. I don't know what it is or what you got going on. You need to talk about it. Get out your system. Okay, good. Get out your system. Let's get back to this money. Mm -hmm. You have to have people like that. You have to have people that are going to push you to do better because you if you have a group of people that are just like, oh, man, that's great, man. That's great. When we go into the next event, or when we go in here, when we go in there, if you have people that are just riding the wave, guess what? When that wave just hits, ain't no more wave to ride. Hey, man, who's next? Right. <laughs> Who's right. the next way? Where's the next way? Invested. They don't right. have anything that they're actually standing on to actually say, yeah, I want to be able to see us be successful. They don't have ownership in the project. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that you want to be able to have is your team members need to have a level of ownership that says, no, I want to be able to see this through. Or I really feel strongly about a particular uh, idea or concept. And that's going to help us be more successful as a team, not right. just because it all falls on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's cool when it all falls on my shoulders. If I take an L, then it's all on me. But if we take an L, then it's like, hold on, wait a minute. Right. I, got, I got reputation. I got people that I want to, you know, I've got a company that I want to make sure that I'm supporting and lifting up. Um, ironically, one of my clients in California, she was just all in my ear last night and we were just talking on some real chill stuff, but she was like, go in and read, um, what's her name? Sarah Sanderberg's book, Lean In. Mm -hmm. And I started listening to the audiobook last night and it was so phenomenal because she was really, she started off as being a, um, she worked in the treasury, then she went to Facebook and then she went to Google. But of course, being a woman and a mother and all those other things, there were so many different emotional aspects that she mm -hmm. had to bring into her business. And I was following her on the respect of my mentor, Melanie Hobson Lucas. She was one of the main reasons why she wrote this business, wrote this book. So it was really critical for me to hear what she had to say. But what she was essentially saying was, yeah, there were some bad decisions that I made, but I made myself available for my staff to be able to come in and tell me, no, everybody in Europe is mad at you because you said you don't want any PowerPoint presentations. Wait a minute. I meant in my office. I didn't mean globally. But those are the various things where you all have to be able to say, I don't like that idea. We have to be able mm -hmm. to speak up because I'm just as well invested into this whole project. Right. My money's on the line. My income, my my future and career is on the line. So it was really positive to be able to hear somebody in such a 
high level and put a book out to be able to reaffirm those same values and concepts. Yeah, so having that back to one of our previous shows, that CEO's mindset and being able to take those chances mm-hmm. will, you know, help you grow further. And it seems like a common theme again. No one wants yes people to be correct. No. Yes people around them all the time. Uh, disagreement is good. You know, somebody has to play devil's advocate, tear the idea apart. Then once we come together as a group, if we can't tear it apart, we know it's a solid idea. And also accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's an area I'm deficient in, but you are efficient in it, I come to you and I ask you to help me in that area. Now I'm accountable to you. And I think that works in a group setting to where it's not a personal thing. Every positive, you know, criticism you have for me is to help me grow. It's not a personal thing. We have to get out of that as a group. Go ahead. Hey, Pepper, I say this. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, it, it, uh, I forgot what that woman's name that wrote that book. But, I mean, she's working in Facebook, Google, these really high-level companies, right? And she makes a mistake, like, uh, accidentally banning PowerPoint presentations in Europe, right? And even on, it doesn't matter what level of organization you're working at. If you're, you know, Fortune 100 company and you're a powerful executive or if, if you are just starting out, right, you are going to make mistakes. Sure. Period. You, okay. you are going to make mistakes. The market is going to know, mm-hmm. right? And there's always going to be, your competition is going to know. Right. And there's going to be other people who are sitting on the sidelines watching, right? And you'll have all these people that really don't have your best interest at heart, sure. right? Okay. That are like, oh, yeah, okay, I knew he was going to fail. Or I knew she was going to fail. Here, here we go and watch. They're banking on it. The people on your team, the people in your circles, got to be somewhat of a buffer between you and them, right? Mm-hmm. If they're always telling you you're right, and all these other people, your competition and the market and mm-hmm. all these other people, they already knew you messed up, well, then you got a real problem. It's like echo chamber, yes men, all these other mm-hmm. things we've called them, right? You're insulated. They can't tell you that you're making a mistake then you're never going to get there. You've got you've got to have them to say, yeah, you made a mistake here. You've got to be willing to admit that mistake. Big right? part of it. And part of you it. have the humility to admit you made a mistake and then move on from it. Because really, if they're not if they're not with you, they're not on your team, then they're either competition or observers. And, they and don't that's have the a thing stand. about a team. I yeah. mean, if everybody on your team has got to be, they need to be geared to the same goal. We all need to win. Right. In whatever role, right? You know, just to make it a sports analogy, in professional sports, some guys only participate in practice. Right. They're the scout team, but they help the starters get ready. But they gladly take their role. Guess what? When they win the Super Bowl, they get a ring. They get a ring, and they get a forty-six thousand dollars check. <laughs> now I'll tell you this: pocket watching. Yeah, uh, you yo. think I'm ready when I <laughs> Whatever. Just like you were saying, I, I, I was thinking about a book I read about Marcus Aurelius. He used to keep a guy around him that, uh, when the crowd said "You're the greatest," he would whisper in his ear, "You're just a man." Mm. And when mm. people say, "You know, you ain't ish," he would say, "They would say, you're the greatest." So mm. he would keep them balanced. And I think that's what a good team does is, you know, it's not necessarily an echo chamber, but it's more so when you up, bring you down. When you down, bring you up. Right. Because I mean, we human and we can go left 
if we are down, we'll have nobody around us to say, hey, you're doing a good job. You're all right. If you made a mistake, let's pick it up. Let's bring it back in tomorrow. Ready to break. Which is another positive aspect of networking, getting out and meeting people yeah. with similar interests. Maybe not in the same industry, maybe not doing the same thing, but their end game, their goals are the same, they align with yours, that you can have that mentor-mentee relationship, accountability partner. If you're a lone wolf, you still need somebody at some time. You know, and the next part is helping others. Now we turn the focus away from just being business owners, just being, you know, entrepreneurs, and how this can help you grow in the networking aspect. How many of us, or what are you involved in as far as helping others? And we'll go around and start with you. Will you start with me? Thanks, I appreciate it. Put your hands in the I air. Waiting like you just don't care. Hey. <laughs> now, uh, as far as that goes with networking, man, one thing I want to say is you can't be afraid to talk to people. But you also can't be afraid to admit that you have that deficiency. I think that's what kills a lot of businesses. People are afraid to say, I can't do this. Right. And and they're just like, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. If you can't do it, you just can't do it. No. So you have to find out or find that person to say, hey, look, I can't do this, but I know you can. So if you don't mind, go ahead and do this for me. And tell me what I can do for you. Serving others. It's basically like an old school bartering system in a way. Because someone's going to offer you a service. And you can give that another service in return. And that also builds a bond with people that are outside of your area of expertise. Where you can say, hey, look. Remember when you did that thing for me? And we network it. Here's this thing that I'm doing over here. I want to introduce you to this person. Because I believe they can help you with what you're looking for, or I can do this for you. There's, it's just a lot of things behind it that can happen if you do it the right way as far as networking. Has anybody here ever used SCORE? I'm using them now. Are you? Yeah. Service SCORE Retired Executives? When I wrote my first business plan for my first business, I thought I had solved the... I, I thought I had cured cancer, right? I'm like, this is bulletproof. And I took it to one of those one of those guys. He sat down. He looked at it. He looked at me. He reached into his shirt pocket. He pulls out a red pen, and away he went. He just started circling stuff and asking mm -hmm. questions and this and that. And that that first draft of the business plan that I wrote that I thought answered every question in the world mm -hmm. was only about twelve pages long. Free service. Yeah, it's a free service. When I took it back to him, it was twenty pages long. He did it again. I made a third revision. We're up to 35 pages now. And he goes, this will probably pass. But and he bleeds all over it again. They are, it's an extremely good resource for anybody that needs. Say that for one more time just to make sure. Score, Service Corps of Retired Executives. It is a free service. Free service. Mm -hmm. Didn't you do the Urban League as well? Yeah, I did work with the Urban League. Mm -hmm. Did you, what are you using the score for? Um, I'm starting a small startup. Uh, it'll be announced in the next couple of weeks, so um, not quite ready to announce <laughs> it. <laughs> but it's going to change the world. Of course, it is. That's what we like to hear. Absolutely, hey. absolutely. But you know, <laughs> so why we're doing this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, baby. Exactly. So let's get back to as leaders. 
you know, we have to be styled as servant leaders. You know, the greatest teacher leader of all was most importantly a servant. And we have to remember that. And just want to go around real quick uh, to everybody that is just talk a little bit about some of the volunteer work or what do you do to give back? Well, I, when I started my business, I was working with a lot of different nonprofits to be able to make sure that I was doing workshops and I was teaching the kids and I was able to work with organizations like Seed Knoxville, being able to work with the Unique Academy, the East Knoxville Business Professional Association, um, to the People Empowering People program. There were a lot of different organizations. I've spoken at workshops for free for Phi Beta Sigma, um, for the Knox, well, excuse me, I guess it's the Kojic Convention that they do here in a, you know, on a regional basis. I have gone to various churches and organizations. One of the biggest platforms behind my business was I recognized that a lot of the conversations that I was being able to have on behind closed doors was not available to people who didn't have $100,000 of assets under management, well, 250 when I left in 2012. So it was really important for me to be able to share that with people that I felt like really needed to know and hear this. So um, actually my girlfriend, Lakeisha Jones, she just did her trial sermon and I went to her uh, trial sermon presentation here a couple of Sundays ago and it was at the very first church that I did my first workshop at. Like she called me out of the blue and said, I see you posting on Facebook about investing. Can you come into my church and do a presentation? That was five years ago, almost to the day that I actually, um, she had her trial sermon. But it was so very impactful because I was able to show and talk to people. And I, it wasn't about making money. It was about the fact that I could help them to understand. So giving back is so very important to me. And these same organizations, like I talked about before, if I do 100 children policies, I'm going to turn around and give that $250 to each of these various organizations because these are people in my own backyard. These are wealth builders that I want to encourage. Generational wealth, being able to look at money from a different mindset, not going into debt and then trying to invest, but to start investing from the front end. So it really does help me to carry all my mission. But as much as I can get in front of those people with um, Michael Covington, he has the um, East Knoxville Community Association where they come in and do on weekly presentations. Those are the things that are so very important to me because I feel like when it's all said and done, that's the heart of the people. Maybe they don't have the money, they don't have the resources, they don't have the time, but those are the people who really matter the most to me. And I want to make sure that the information is available to them. So, like you said before, being able to apply that knowledge is wisdom. And that is the goal. It's all about that. When it's all said and done, I could have very easily kept my six-figure salary when I was working for that $100,000, $100 million firm and not cared about anybody in my community. But, you know, your heart gets, your heart gets convicted. If you're human. If you're human, yeah. well, they they checked and the Terminator said I wasn't human. So I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> There's some people out there who are not. They're, they're and not. that mighty dollar will suck them in, and they don't care one bit about who they're helping or not. So. And and that's and that's very true. And like you said, if you have a heart for the community, if you want to be able to reach out and help people to understand on a different level, on a different platform, and and I know I'm rambling, 
But from the first time that I was moving over $150,000 and I seen that the application said the minimum was $250, it completely blew my mind. And I think more of it's just, we don't have access. We don't have anybody who's going to tell us this information. And for that reason, we get left in the dark. And it's like, for the people who do know, Right. It's almost a level of responsibility. It's like, no, dude, you can do this yeah, at fifty dollars a month. Yeah, you have to. You yeah, have you to. Why not? Please jump on board. Um, so I mean, if that's what I contribute to the world, right. then I'm very happy to be able to say I was able to show and help people to understand stuff in a whole different level and platform because nobody else was. Works. Uh, most of my work with uh, nonprofits and with the school systems and whatnot, I've done through my corporate jobs. So, like at my previous employer, uh, okay, little background information. I'm not from Knoxville, right? I grew up in Loudoun County, and I live in Maryville now. So, the company that I work for, actually the last two companies I've worked for, are actually in Monroe County, right over the edge of the lines, right where Monroe County and Loudoun County meet, like way out in the country, right? So, the school systems there uh, depend on the major employers for donations and to, you know, for boots on the ground type things. Um, so, in, in my previous employer, I used to work with uh, Bonor schools a little bit to do things like judge science fairs, um, tutored some kids after school, especially in math and things like that. Um, so now I've got a little, I've got a little more, uh, got a little more ability now. So I'm in my current employer. I'm working with um, Fort Loudoun Middle School to try to help. Uh, try to bring back some of the programs that they lost. Now, budgets just got right. cut uh, this past year. I can't remember exactly the reason why. But so they've, they've gone through some budget cuts. They've lost some programs or some mm -hmm. things. So um, one of my company's goals is to be a better corporate citizen. Right. So I took the initiative to reach out to my old middle school mm -hmm. um, to, try to, see, to try to see what we could get done there. And when it comes to networking, one of the best networking connections I've ever made is Miss Jones here. Who me? She's the expert. Miss Jones, she knows everybody. <laughs> so she's she's plugged me into a couple of nonprofits here in Knoxville, Project Grad, um, maybe one or two others that I've been able to do some things for. Um, I think that is a, a especially especially kids and um, before they hit eighth grade. Right. If, if 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 you can get something in their head <laughs> before yeah. they hit eighth, that's grade, crucial. Right. Then that'll affect it. I mean, it's really not even fair that we have to make most of the decisions that affect the rest of our lives before we're twenty. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Agree. Agree. True. I mean, especially when you're when you're in high school and you know it may not be worrying about tests and, and yeah. whatnot, but then. 10 years later, you might be pushing 30 or getting close to 30 and you still work. Like, how did I end up here? Right. Right. No one told me. Right. And you're trying to be the cool kid in high school. So, <clears throat> I mean, I really try to get, I really try to target the middle school. Um, and they've done a lot of good work there at Fort Loud Middle School. They've won a lot of state awards. They've made a lot of progress there. It's good to support awesome. them. Awesome. Tim? Well, mine is not as organized as the previous two, but I am a consummate motivator. Anybody I come in contact with, I, I'm constantly encouraging, I'll constantly that. motivating, yes. constantly uh, letting people know that whatever you see in front of you, it depends on your mindset 
to believe what it is. If you think you're down, you're damned. If you think you're good, then you're good. So change your mindset. Uh, one of the things I also do is uh, I provide housing. I, uh, I buy houses and I fix them and I try to do quality work. And I try to put people in there and not necessarily based on credit. Sometimes it's just meeting the need. Now I've been burnt, mm -hmm. but in that whole scheme of things, I ain't lost on you. Right. Right. I mean, sometimes you got to give. I'll tell you one of the biggest give backs that I do, one of the biggest things I never thought I would do is this podcast. If you are listening to this podcast, take this information, take these resources, take these stories, take this time, and truly uh, make a change because I'm not a choice. If you are able to listen, if you want more, then uh, connect to any one of these great resources. It's a pleasure. I've met uh, Rantley before, but I didn't even remember. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. Neither That's one right. of us did. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They vet. I won't even tell the story, but she was so motivational. <laughs> no, no, it ain't that bad. It ain't that bad. It's good. It's good. She was so motivational on Facebook. That I was like, hey, can we do lunch? Yeah. Can we just, can we talk? It was house? a liquid lunch. Yeah, it was. Well, it was both. It was both. It was both. I had a sound. I had a sound. I don't think anybody. It was Calhoun's. So, I, right. I don't think anybody touched the Kraken until last but week. But that's what I do. I reach out to people and I connect with them on a level of let me connect with your energy. Let me connect with your vibes because I get energy from people. But the same respect of is... In respect, my daughter was looking for a rental property and she was looking for a place and she was transitioning back to Knoxville and she happened to be here at a time when Tim was here as well. So I was able to connect. So that networking allowed her to be able to have a space and she's texting me like right now I was like, I'm here. I got my space. Everything worked out. You, 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 you never know. You, you, you just don't have enough value to put to the fact that it was beneficial for me. Yeah, I and mean, then she told me mutual... I can't move in with her. Wait a minute, how about let wait a minute? Hold on, let me stop the podcast real quick. She told me I can't come live with her. I can't move in her with her because that's her own space, and she lived with me all these years, and now she make the wrong own rules. And I'm oh, like, oh, oh, oh. oh. But it was great for her to be able to go from the rock girl. To the, I've got my own space and I'm coming out of college and I'm doing all the things and I've got my money invested and being able to connect her with other professionals that mm -hmm. will allow her to take another step forward in right. life. You don't have to struggle and do the credit checks or you don't have to struggle and prove your income. But you've got people around you that can help you Support. to move forward in the best possible life. And, and mind you. It just really warms my heart. So I appreciate you like wholeheartedly. You didn't have to do it. It's and it wasn't beneficial. And, and it wasn't beneficial. like I was like, hey, she ain't got good credit. Now credit's fine. Right. But the reality of it is you were still able to say, I've got a resource and I'm gonna help you out with that. And that makes life easier. So we seen that little um cartoon where it's like when you have those steps and you have the network and you have right. the, the the equity and the investments to stand on it makes the world a whole lot easier for you that's what and a network I thank is. God for people that's like what in this networking that's, that's what a network that's what it's supposed to do mm -hmm. right it's supposed to get you over the hump i mean there's been networks all over from the beginning of time but mm -hmm. we need to create one that we can not only support but also leverage and that's where i think having the heart of a servant first, then being a leader. I think we're all leaders in our own right, and we're all willing to serve. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not my time to get the accolade. Maybe it's not my time to get the credit. 
Right. You know, I was going to say a good leader is going to enable people, whether they work for him or work with him, you know, they're underlings or whatever. He's going to enable them to get them, you know, get them the tools that they need so they can do what they do so that they can shine, right? That that helps everybody. Right. You lead from the front. I mean, that's the difference between a boss and a leader is that leader is leading from the front and saying, hey, this is how you do this is how it has to be done. I'm getting in the... Man, shout out to Tim because he has been in here even, not even the fact that it's before my daughter's house, but he has been under the house working with the termite people trying to <laughs> in the crawl space getting what needs to be taken care of Just all in here dirty right. coming in here stinking in my office and what Did I really no you okay, didn't okay, but right. you know what I'm saying for dramatic <laughs> effect I want to be able to see okay it. okay I was like <laughs> but <laughs> I mean that that goes to it and saying I'm not just out here calling shots. You gotta get your hands dirty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to meet people at their needs and be able to build them up and they will support you and they will absolutely love and appreciate you because we've always seen or we thought about, you know, the billionaires and multimillionaires are like, Oh well, we call the shots from the top especially if we work in a corporate like the three of us have, so it's like y'all call the shots from the top and y'all have to deal with the clients one-on-one so it's very very um positive that you're like i understand that dynamic and i want to make sure that everybody's taken care of and we all build grow eat and it's a beautiful thing so salute to you sir hey i accept it yes sir double that salute ct what what do you have going on in the the volunteer arena haircut he just well you know i put myself out there with his that's a field that I know I have to do more with because I know people need to see and feel positive vibes from people and they need people to help them up. Um, I try to do that through my social media as far as I use my Facebook to always, you know, every morning, say good morning. The reason I say good morning to everybody is because you don't know who's not getting that good morning, as I've said before. But I mean, I just, I just try to give a, as much as possible, give a good vibe to people. Um, I hope in the future to get to the point to where I get myself more active, and a lot of it does follow myself because I think as humans sometimes we get complacent and we say we're doing enough, or we mm. feel like we're doing enough mm-hmm. in our heads, and I feel like. At this time, I may be in a place like that because I know there's more I can do, but I don't know. There's something always that I feel like it's pulling me back from doing it. But then again, you have to see the opposite side of it as far as sometimes you as a person, you feel skeptical about if people are going to be receptive of what you're trying to do. And if it, especially if it's something positive, especially if it's something that you're trying to really do to help somebody else. And so it just needs to be, you know. But it's admirable. I mean, we all have to make progress in certain areas. Back to all of us networking together. Mm -hmm. Where I'm deficient, you can pick me up. Creativity, writer's block, that's me. I'm your man. I got you. I can get overwhelmed. So we can all work with each other and hold each other accountable. Give me your idea. Uh, Just wanted to share a little bit about what I'm involved in is called uh, Heart of a Servant Ministries, and we strictly do outreach. 
Uh, we're a group of unified believers. We came out of the organized church and we saw there was not enough actual putting, like you said, boots on the ground activity going on. And we've been very blessed and very fortunate. We've actually met a lot of interesting people and showed them that there are genuine people out. Uh, two activities we've done. We've met people in the grocery store and we've blessed them with groceries. And we've also blessed people with gas. And you'd be surprised at the, the range of reactions we get to from, no, I got a good job, I don't want it. Two, are you serious? And the one that was most surprising to me was, what's the catch? What do I have to do? Mm. What do you want from me? And to be genuine and be able to give these things freely and actually uh, come out to serve people, one of the most touching things to me, it's also helped me learn how to receive. And that's why I appreciate you all the more, the way you all pour into me. It helps me grow and go further. But the first person at one of our first locations was about to put change in their gas tank. That's all they had. Wow. And when we talked to them, they couldn't hold it in. They just broke down. Mm. And we've moved around because we don't want people saying, hey, they're giving gas out. Come get it. We want it to be a spontaneous meeting, and we want to bless people, and we feel like we're being obedient. And every time it's been successful, uh, there was one lady that came straight out of Children's Hospital so she must have been visiting a child or another child or her child and had three other kids with her. And we were able to help her with her groceries, help her with her gas. You know, it was just, it, it's very meaningful. It's very fulfilling. So, I mean, if you don't have anything, we are doing it this Saturday. Location cannot be disclosed. Usually this time. when y'all do it, I'm at work. No, it's, it's no problem. Just think. And I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, don't get me wrong. You yeah. know I'd love to do it. It's family, so yeah. If it's family, of course I'd love to be there. But uh, I, I have to find my ways to do it. There's other ways to do it, right? Um, I just say just one thing, man. And I just want to put this out there to anybody and everybody. Even if you don't have it, there's other always a way to give. Right. Okay. Period. I mean, it doesn't matter if you give that word of encouragement. It doesn't matter if you give that person five dollars to get them something to eat. It doesn't matter if you give that person a ride down the road. There's always something you can do. And the only way that we all are going to get to any type of place is we got to bring that love back. It's mm -hmm. a lot of division that's going on right now. It's being pushed by certain people. It's bringing up certain things that we thought were gone or certain people thought were gone, but we always knew was there. You have to make sure that you get inside yourself and understand it's not going to get better until we all get together, get on that same wavelength, and let's think about what we can do to make this better. Absolutely. And that's part of, you know, our purpose is building relationships. And outside of business, you want to build relationships, period. Yes, you want long-term relationships in business. That's repeat customers, mm -hmm. income, profits, whatever. But to build a relationship that somebody knows, like you said with your good morning text, Somebody knows they're not alone. Right. If, if they can call on you or comment or reach out to you, and we are available, we always share our contact information, and we ask everybody, don't take that lightly. And again, we're just about building relationships. That helps in business. That helps personally. It just helps us all grow together and become who we need to be. And that's one of the overarching things of making progress is. 
So with that being said, <laughs> We're going to give a, a chance for everybody real quickly, uh, give a parting thought, and then share your contact information. We'll go around. So does anybody want to volunteer to go first since I always pick the wrong person? No, no. Go ahead, David. <laughs> Man, why do you oh. have to choose me while... No! Go ahead. All right. So my parting thought in, in respect of marketing is so very critical. You want to be able to reach people wherever they are, whatever they're doing. You never know who you're going to touch and bless at a particular time of your life. So I would absolutely encourage people to have your whole heart, your passion in place so you can really be able to help someone to go to another level. Again, I'm David Jones. I sell money. That's what I do for a living. Money, 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 And I'm the wine chick. Yeah, you see my shirt. Represent. Um, but definitely, if there's anything that I can help you with, you can always find me at IamWealthyNow.com. If you go to the contact page, you can take an e-application. You can send a message to me directly. You can shoot, sign up to be a new financial advisor. I'll be more than happy to lead and guide you in this path because I believe that this is so very important for us to be able to share this method with everybody and we can be the most successful. So I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Blair. Since he got my phone and he won't let me have it back. I'm going to hold on. Somebody else go. Okay. Well, at least he take the phone off of me. Okay. Well, here we go. Uh, I want to say that um, I am blessed to be able to give this information. I hope you are blessed to receive it. Um, as a new business owner, I did not respect the concept of marketing. And I learned very quickly that you need marketing. You need uh, mentors. You need resources. And uh, if you are starting and you need to connect with someone, this group is about making progress. It's not just a name. I think that we each individually and collectively believe that uh, we have something to offer. So if you're out there and you want to uh, make some progress in your own life, connect with us. This is not just a podcast. This is a true movement. And I believe in it. And uh, I appreciate everyone that's given their time, their energy, and their effort. So, uh, see you when you come through. Yeah, yeah. Hey, y'all. If anything I can give to you, man, just be positive, man. Stay positive. Situation may get rough. Work through it. If you are a business owner, man, you're going to have your peaks and you're going to have your valleys. Your valleys may low for a long time. Your valleys may, well, your peaks may be high and it be up there. And then all of a sudden, the bottom just drops. But you can never give up on what you really do believe. And on that note, we're talking about marketing. I like to do a little marketing myself. What? Tomorrow, 7 p.m., catch us. <laughs> Facebook Live, ABC Crew with HP Podcast. Enjoy yourself. Come have some. Yeah. You did. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. Uh, oh, my, my, my name, little girl. My, my, <laughs> my name, Bradley. And... Uh, <laughs> Now, I just want to encourage everybody to believe in yourself. Uh, dig deep, you know, come with the, you know, whether you think you can or you can, you're right. So go stay on the positive. Don't speak out of a sense of lack. Trust yourself, you know, trust your judgment, trust your gut. Surround yourself with that team. Find somebody to lock arms with. We got room for more people if y'all want to come join us. That being said, I want y'all to be on the lookout in April. We're going to do a meeting. So business owners, prospective business owners, yeah. if you thought about being a business owner, yes, if your Lord. cousin's baby mama, best friend, granddaddy said she well, thought about a business, let's get together. 
Uh, stay tuned for the details on that. We're going to have fun. We're going to get together, network, light music, light hors d'oeuvres, but more to come on that later. Word. Everybody have a good evening. We're going to close hey, out hey, with our hey, special hey, guest. Hey, yeah, hey, give me five oh, seconds. I was about to say. I, I was about to say. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me finish. And we're going to close out with our very special guest. Thank you for coming, sir. We appreciate it. Hope you come back again and just become a regular contributor. No, take I, it away. I really hope that I can become a regular regular contributor. No cracking for you. No, <laughs> no more for me. But I, I really enjoyed being able to connect with all you guys. Uh, this is the first time I've ever did a podcast or anything like that. So for, hey, hey, I really appreciate. I appreciate the opportunity. And if there's one thing, uh, let's see, one parting thought on the subject of marketing is that it is half art and half science. Mm. Um, as I can't remember mm. the guy's name, but he said half the money that I spend on marketing is wasted. I just don't know which half. Um, <laughs> nowadays, social media, you can track your clicks and whatnot. So that helps out a little bit, but don't expect it to be one for one necessarily. Davette brought up her post earlier. Then she showed me I had what, 46,000 views or something. Kind of before it went organic and then they picked it up and moved it on its own. But you know, I it mean, how long did it take you to do that? It was like the same picture in three frames and then... Oh, yeah. It was probably like three months. Three months? Yeah. That's a lot of traffic you know, for three months. So, anyway, I'm Marcus Blair, uh, fitnessknocks.com, and you can reach me there. Sounds good. Well, that's everybody. Y'all know who we are. We're making progress. It is a movement. Get out there. Get active. Get in the game. You've watched long enough. It's time for you to get started. Hey, we're waiting to hear from everybody. Get in touch with one of us. Everybody have a good night. Take it easy. Okay, good night, good night, good night. Great show, Great show. And we didn't even have to talk about the cracking all that much. What is HP again?